We all have unresolved feelings. It might be tension in the family or a toxic situationship we're in. It might be a person we were always jealous of, or maybe we're holding grudges towards someone in our past. Or it might be personal insecurities we have. Regardless of what it is, finding those unresolved feelings is the first step of mental and emotional decluttering. It requires a lot of self-awareness and a strong will to push forward. Now, at the beginning of my journey towards living with less clutter and more clarity, I opted to ignore my emotional clutter at first, because like most people, it was far easier to declutter the clothes in my closet. And that's what I did. But I quickly realized that I couldn't ignore what was going on up here in my head and down here in my heart forever. If you're struggling with emotional clutter as well as mental clutter, then I'd like to offer you a bit of guidance by showing you exactly what I did to get uncluttered in these specific areas. Forgiveness. I'm diving right into the deep end with this conversation and it's for good reason, I promise. Forgiveness isn't the easiest conversation to have because I don't know the ins and outs of how you feel or the depths of your emotions. But forgiveness is without a doubt a step you cannot skip when it comes to decluttering your emotions. So something I want you to remember is that forgiveness is for you, not the other person. Understanding this changes your perspective completely. It's freeing and it's an emotional weight that's lifted off of your shoulders almost immediately. But forgiveness isn't easy either. I don't want to give you that impression. However, I do have a few ideas that can help make forgiving easier to navigate. Number one, become forgivingly fit. When you think about physical exercise, the goal is to become physically fit, right? To lead a healthier life. And one way you would do that, especially as a beginner, is you would slowly add new physical exercises to your routine, building over time and maintaining consistency until eventually working out and being healthy is just a part of who you are and what you do. Well, forgiveness works the exact same way, but instead of building the muscles on the outside of your body, such as your arms and legs, you're building your forgiving heart muscle by slowly incorporating exercises and workouts into your routine. Here's how. Make a commitment to do no harm, or in other words, make a conscious effort to not talk disparagingly about those who've hurt you. As kids, we were always told that if we don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. But as adults, we tend to forget these simple reminders. See, if you refrain from talking negatively, that action or inaction rather will feed the more forgiving side of your mind and heart. Recognize that every person is unique, special and irreplaceable in their own way. Now, you may come across this through a religious belief or another philosophy that you like to extract ideas from, or perhaps on your own as you start to evolve on your journey in life. But regardless of how you reach this mindset, the general idea will always be the same. When you accept people for who they are and love them where they are on their journey, it becomes harder to discount someone who's harmed you and deem them unworthy. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Again, I understand that everyone's situation is different and I don't know the ins and outs of how you feel or the depths of your emotions, like I said. But sometimes pride and power can weaken your efforts to forgive, making you feel entitled and inflated. This can cause you to hang on to your resentment towards a person or situation. So the best you can, I want to encourage you to try to catch yourself when you find that you're acting from a place of pride and power and instead choose another path. Number two, address your inner pain. There are many forms of emotional pain that in turn become emotional clutter, but the common forms are unhealthy anger, uh, a lack of trust, self-loathing or low self-esteem, an overall negative worldview, a deeply rooted fear, 
and a lack of confidence in one's ability to change. Now, all of these harms can be addressed by forgiveness. But if you need professional help, please don't be afraid to seek that out. Because at the end of the day, it's important to identify the type of pain you're suffering from and to acknowledge it. Because the more hurt you've incurred, the more important it is to forgive, at least for the purpose of experiencing emotional healing and emotional decluttering. All right, I think I've gone deep enough here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and shift gears. Emotional cord cutting. Imagine for a second that you are standing or sitting where you are as you are, meaning completely cluttered emotionally and mentally. And there's an umbilical cord attached to you and to the source of all of that pain, anger, negativity, lack of confidence, and any other deeply rooted emotion that has taken up unnecessary space in your life. Now, as long as that umbilical cord remains intact, those emotions will continue to flow to you and through you, <laughs> keeping you cluttered and unclear. But see, when you cut that cord, you're detaching yourself from the source that is feeding you. But unlike an unborn baby, the adult version of you doesn't need this to survive. So if you can, I want you to close your eyes for a second and imagine two things. The first being who or what emotion is on the other side of that umbilical cord and then cut it off. The second being, what emotion do you want to then add to your life to replace that? And allow that to hit you like the sun rays on a hot summer day with no sunscreen. Ooh, <laughs> poetry. <laughs> and I promise you, I promise you that you'll start to feel a thousand times better and gain clarity at the same time. Journaling. I can't talk about emotional decluttering nor mental decluttering without talking about writing or journaling of some sort. Now, when I say writing changed my life, writing changed my life. I chose to write poetry because I found it really interesting and I really loved the creativity that this form of self-expression brought and really the clarity that it brought me. Now, I'm not saying that you have to write poetry, but if you do, cool. I love to read something you write. But the key takeaway here is that writing is a critical piece to successful emotional decluttering. The more you write, the more you'll start to feel a significant shift in your attitude. You'll feel lighter and clearer. You'll also notice how much time you used to waste thinking no good thoughts or about people who weren't adding value to your life. And that clarity is what this journey is about. If you need help, I have a mental clutter free write exercise that is also good for emotional clutter that you can download on my website at ronaldlbanks.com slash mental clutter. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you did, share it with somebody. Keep learning, keep growing, and always stay true to you. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.